Her Faith Foundations podcast. I'm your host, Christy Moko, and you are listening to episode number seven. Hey there, friend. Today we are talking about mom burnout. I'm going to discuss some reasons why we experience it and how we can fix it. So let's just jump right on into the episode. All right, I always feel like I have to have some kind of disclaimer when I'm talking about something so negative. Um, I mean, we already know that being a mom is such a beautiful and rewarding experience. And for me, personally, I think it is the greatest role and title I will ever have. And I will always be grateful to God for making me a mom to my two little boys. But with that being said, even on the good days, motherhood is filled with hard moments. And as wonderful as motherhood is, there are also times where it can be overwhelming and even exhausting which is where the term mom burnout comes into play. Now, the definition of burnout is feeling overwhelmed, physical and emotional exhaustion, emotional distancing, and a sense of being an ineffective parent. I'm sure you have either heard or used this term, no matter how long you've been a mom. And if you haven't necessarily heard of the term mom burnout, I'm sure you have felt this way. I'm sure you felt overwhelmed or physically or emotionally exhausted at one point in your motherhood journey so far. Now, a lot of moms find themselves burned out because the truth is we just juggle so much and we are only human and our giant daily workload eventually catches up to us and it leaves us physically and emotionally drained, especially now more than ever since we are all stuck at home under quarantine and we don't really get that break or moment in the day to de-stress. And even though a few states are starting to open back up, life just isn't the same as it once was. Now, I made a list of the things I do during the day as a mom, and it's a little funny, but still, it's 100% real. So this is my role. I am a dental hygienist. I'm a personal stylist, even though one of my clients are starting to head towards a more independent route. I am a top chef, but let me be real for a second. My kids aren't eating at the Ritz because I am more of a box macaroni kind of chef. I am a snack distributor but I feel more like a vending machine because my kids are constantly pushing my buttons all day long in order to get another snack. And no matter how hard I try to hold on to it, just like a vending machine, in the end, they always win. (laughs) A few other of my responsibilities include um, being a maid, a dishwasher, a craft coordinator, an inventory specialist, and a Walmart pickup and Instacart professional. I am a referee, Sunday school teacher, boo-boo kisser, backyard recess supervisor, and a dance party master. Now, this was just a list of my responsibilities as a mom. It doesn't include my responsibilities as a wife um, in order that my I maintain a healthy marriage and that my husband doesn't feel like he's on the back burner. It doesn't include my responsibilities as a daughter, a sister, a friend, or a sister in Christ. Now, some of you have lists similar to mine, while others could probably take away or even add a few things to your list, such as perhaps teacher, hairstylist, a work-from-home boss, whatever it is, we all have our list. And as you can see, there's so much we are in charge of, and our responsibility remains present, no matter the level of stress and exhaustion we experience. And this is so true, especially now, during everything that's going on, No matter what's happening, we are still responsible over so many things in our in our own life, in our children's life, in our family's life. And if we're not careful over time, 
all of this can lead to a mental or physical collapse, which is considered mom burnout. And if we struggle with this as moms and don't deal with it, it will result in a physically and emotionally exhausted mom. And when you are like this, you can't parent with purpose, and we can't be the woman or the moms that God called us to be if we are struggling with this mom burnout. Okay, so let's get into some reasons why we experience mom burnout and how we can fix it. Now, the first reason I believe that we experience this is because of perfectionism. Now, we all strive to be that perfect mom, and I don't know what that mom looks like for you, but for me, the idea of the perfect mom is the mom who never gets angry or raises her voice, uh, the mom who is patient and feeds her children vegetables grown from her very own garden, a mom who never gets behind on laundry and her house always stays organized and clean all day long, and the kitchen sink is always empty. Now that sounds like a dream world. (laughs) I would love to be that uh, Proverbs 31 woman who gets up before the sun and has breakfast on the table with some homemade biscuits (laughs) ready for everyone before they wake up, but because I'm not this perfect mom, I do get angry sometimes with my kids. I do lose my patience, and we decide on takeout again for dinner uh, more than I would want us to, and it's a win if I don't forget to transfer the towels into the dryer without needing to rewash them again. Um, Just like you, I fall short of this perfect image that I think we put on ourselves as a mom because we are human. Good is never enough. And we set many high standards for ourselves that are hard to achieve, so instead we just set ourselves up to fail, or at least feel like we failed. So naturally, we end up feeling drained or emotionally exhausted because we never accomplish everything on our massive to-do list, whether it's mental or physical. We don't only want that clean house and homemade meals for every meal, but we also want to get things done for ourselves. We want to do... Um, Things like we want to exercise or walk, read a book, spend some quiet time with God, and focus on our spiritual life without interruption. Uh, Maybe you want some time for that hobby or that other thing that you've been dying to do for yourself. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever had so many things that you wanted to get done in your day, but you didn't even know where to start, and so instead you just felt stuck and overwhelmed by it? I think sometimes we set our bar too high and add too many things on our list, and when we don't get it done, we feel physically and emotionally overwhelmed and exhausted because we try to do as many things as we can, but since we aren't robots, we fall short. So here's my tip for you. Now, I want you guys to take a few minutes um, when this episode is over, whenever you have the time, and I want you to write down what I call your master list. And your master list is a list of everything you do in your day. Be specific. Leave no detail out. Um, It's going to be very long, and I just want you to write down everything that you need to do in your day. Now, if you want to, you can write out things that are necessity, like brush your teeth, wake up, shower, whatever it is. But I I guess I'm talking more about um, the not the non-negotiables because that's the second that's the second list the non-negotiables are things that no matter what you're getting done in the day so I'm not necessarily talking about that I'm talking about other things that need to get done that isn't something that happens every single day if that makes sense for example for me I would love to try to wake up a couple times in the week to wake up before my kids and read my bible and have some time in prayer which is not easy because lately they've been waking up at 5.45 or 6. So 
that is my goal. And that's not something I'm going to do every day because the truth is I love my sleep. (laughs) So that is not necessarily non-negotiable for me because I will try to find time to read my, uh, my Bible another day, maybe in the afternoon when the kids go to bed. So for my master list, I'm going to put that on, but I'm not going to put brush my teeth on my master list because that's just something that I do every day, no matter what, without thinking about it. So if this is a little bit confusing, I'll give you an example of what my list looks like for me. For me, I want to do some kind of workout video or go for a daily walk. I want to work on this podcast. I want to find a new recipe on Pinterest that's healthy that my super ultra picky heaters will probably hopefully eat. Um, I want to spend quality time with my husband and my boys, and I want to clean out the Tupperware cabinet and medicine cabinet, and I want to purge my boys' broken toys and Marie Kondo the mess out of their drawers. So that's a little example of what's on my master list. So after you have that list, now I want you to make a second list of the top three things you want to get done that day. And only focus on those three things. If you have time to accomplish more, great. But only focus on those three things for the day and leave everything else behind. For example, if I wrote out from my master list, I would probably put on the three, I was going to focus on quality time with my boys. And now I spend time with them every day and I give them quality time, but putting it on my list makes it more intentional and focused. And I guess because it's on my list, and it might not make sense to a lot of people out there, but because it's on my list, I'm going to be more focused and intentional and enjoy every second instead of worrying about everything that I need to get done. I'm going to sit there and enjoy it and spend time with them because that's one of my goals and my priorities for the day. Now, another thing I might put on my list would be um, not only just do laundry because that's something at least for me, I have to do every day, but I'm going to be specific and say I'm going to wash and dry and fold or put away two loads of laundry, which if you're a mom, you know that can be pretty, pretty hard, but that's going to be my goal. That's on my list. Now, like I mentioned, some things like making lunch or wash the dishes are just part of your daily life and daily routine, but on this list that I'm asking you to write out the the master and I guess the third one, I want you to be more specific. And so maybe my third example would be not that I'm necessarily going to do the dishes, but I'm going to go to bed with an empty sink in the dishwasher loaded and running. So the first step is creating your master list. I think sometimes just getting it all out just helps um, to stop you from feeling overwhelmed and by your load and everything that you need to do. Just write out everything, leave no detail out. And then just pick three from that list. And if you have time in the day to do more, great, but only focus on that three. So by the end of the day, you don't feel as bad, feel like you didn't get anything accomplished because you set your goal to get those three things done. No matter what, you're going to get those three things done. And it can be anything that you want to put on your list. Um, I gave you just simple examples from mine, but whatever is a top priority or important for you, put that on your list and make sure it gets done. So when you go to bed by the end of the night you're not feeling like you didn't accomplish anything or that you didn't do anything for yourself and you don't necessarily need to put a list um, just for things that you need to do as a mom or as a wife it can even be stuff for yourself Uh, like you're gonna wake up early and have some time 
in prayer and reading a Bible or start a new Bible study. Um, whatever it is, do whatever it is that you need to do for yourself so you don't feel that mom burnout that we were talking about. Because the truth is, no one is perfect. And trying to get everything done on your master list in one day is very, very hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very, very hard. And I feel like if you try to do all of that, maybe another area in your life is going to get neglected. And still, at the end of the day, you're going to feel like you didn't do something right. So by just picking those three things from the day, I feel like you will end your day feeling more accomplished, that you were able to cross another thing off of your list, because today you cleaned out that medicine cabinet, and tomorrow you can work on purging the toys. So just day by day and one step at a time. Now, the second reason why I think we feel mom burnout is because of self-pressure. Now, I think all of us have created an idea in our head due to either our own self-constructed beliefs or due to what society makes us believe a perfect mom should do or what a perfect mom should be like. And this pressure starts as early as the first week when a mom is making a decision whether she should breastfeed or bottle feed and it never stops because then after that decision we're on to the next and we're wondering what method we should use for sleep training or if we should even use a method and are we terrible moms for letting our children cry um we're just constantly overthinking and putting all of this pressure on us and it never stops from when they're babies to toddlers when they become kids and teenagers we just put all this pressure on ourselves and it leads us to feeling this mom burnout over time because we feel like we aren't doing a good enough job or that we could be doing better. And we feel like failures because we're either comparing ourselves to the higher image that we have in our own minds or we're comparing ourselves to the neighbor's kid because the neighbor's kid knows how to say all of their letters in three languages and all they know all of the colors and two. Like we're comparing And so we put this pressure on ourselves. Now, I can't speak for every single guy out there. For the most part, do you realize that these aren't even the things that guys think about? Now, my husband doesn't go around with these thoughts. He would never overthink how much TV the boys are watching or beat himself up if the boys didn't eat their vegetables or stress out because they aren't participating in any kind of sensory play or doing a Pinterest craft or activity. And not only does he not worry about this himself, but he doesn't expect any of this from me. Now, what does he want from me as a mom to my boys? That I love them, that they know I love them through my actions and my words, that they get fed, that they are safe, and that they are happy. And I know every guy is different, and some guys might want a cleaner house, Um, They don't really necessarily want to live out of a laundry basket for a month, and I get that. Um, Everyone is different. But for the most part, I feel like men in general aren't overstressing about the same things that women are. They just want for us to be happy and for our kids to be loved and feel that love. And the same thing for your kids. Your kids want a happy mom. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and tired and disconnected, overworked and unhappy, it doesn't matter how many crafts or fun activities you're, you plan, your kids will sense where you are and be right there with you. It's better for your kids to have a happy mom than a mom who is overthinking every move and stressed out and tired and disconnected. It's happy or it's better that your kids have you there mentally, emotionally, and physically and engaged 
and when you sit down to play with Play-Doh with them, that you're actually enjoying it than hating every second of it. So if you need to turn on that TV again and put another movie on for the second time of the day, do it if that's going to give you some time to do whatever you need to do for yourself to be happy. They're not going to blow up and die. I know it sounds so dramatic. They, they will be fine watching another episode. It's okay. Do what you need to do to feel better and to feel okay with yourself. Okay, so the third reason why I think moms experience burnout is because of overthinking. Um, now, studies show that adults make about 35,000 decisions a day, which I imagine it's more if you're a mom because you also need to make decisions for your entire family. Now, from the beginning, moms are making decisions like what car seat to buy, what bed we want to bring our our baby home in, um, what brand of diapers, you know, we're making simple decisions like that, but then over time they kind of build and it's, um, we're making decisions about what clothes to put on our kids until they become independent or, uh, what we're going to have for dinner and what do we need for dinner. And sometimes it also leaks into decisions about, um, emotional or mental things. Like maybe your child is having a hard time in school. And so you're overthinking about how can we help that child and what are we going to do and how can we stop our kids from fighting? And I mean, moms are just constantly making decisions and they're constantly having these thoughts in their head and we're constantly um, just, I guess, I feel like drowning in our thoughts sometimes because there's just so much on our mental load. Now, I have two tips for you to kind of help this because the truth is I don't think this is ever going to stop until they grow up and leave the house and even then I don't even think it necessarily stops it might be a little bit different I think you're always going to be thinking and probably overthinking but I do have some tips to help you to I guess ease it a little bit and stop it from being so overwhelming and my first tip is to try to find certain things that you can just kind of set on autopilot um every night you got to make dinner I mean, maybe your husband can help you and you guys can figure out your own system. Um, my husband's not a cook. I'm the cook in the house. I'm not even a cook, to be honest, but I'm the one who cooks in the house. And so what's helped me is meal planning. That helps it kind of be autopilot and knowing a specific day is the day that I'm going to do my grocery shopping and just kind of having set schedule and routine helps from um, making it this just daily battle of mental overload with just your thoughts of everything that needs to get done. So if you have a few things that are on autopilot, you can make room in your mind for other things that just matter a little bit more. Now, the second tip is that you spend your energy on making choices that are important and just let go of the small stuff. It's more important for you to figure out why your child is acting out or why they're being so angry or, or what you can do to help them. It's more important to put your mental energy on that than over worrying or overthinking about what you guys need to wear tomorrow or what shoes your toddler needs to put on. Like, I don't know what it is, but spend your energy on making choices that are important and just let go of the small stuff. Now, the fourth tip I have for you, or the fourth reason why I think moms experience mom burnout is because they don't ask for help. And for some reason, I'm not sure why really. I don't know if it's because we feel like it's our responsibility to be super mom and to get it all done and we don't need help. I don't know if that's the case or maybe we're too embarrassed to ask for help. Um, I don't know what it is, but 
I feel like a lot of the reasons why we feel mom burnout is just because we try to put it all on ourselves and we don't ask people for help. We don't ask our spouse for help um, or we don't ask maybe you're not married. We don't ask family for help or we don't ask friends for help. Um, a personal example for me, I know not everyone lives super close to family and sometimes you move and you move to a new state um, or maybe you don't necessarily have friends. That's that's real. I was there. When I had my firstborn, I really didn't have any close friends near me and my family lived in another state. They lived, oof, many states. They live very far from me. Um, and it was really hard, and that's when I hit some serious depression and anxiety. That was a really dark moment in my life. So I know sometimes you're in a situation where you don't really, you can't really ask for help. But learn from my mistake. Try to find someone and reach out to me. I will help you. I will talk to you. I'll be there for you. Um, I'll help you find resources on how you can find people, but it is very important that you don't go through this alone. And I know right now, especially with what we're going through, um, we, I guess the load is on our plate even more, depending on what you've decided, whether you've decided to see family or not, or even, even if you have family, we're isolated more than ever. And the load is bigger because our kids are home and there there are no breaks in the day even if your kids aren't in school there aren't any breaks to the library and so we get overwhelmed we get exhausted we get emotionally and physically exhausted and not asking for help and not having that help will definitely lead to mom burnout so learn from my mistake of not asking for help when my family wasn't around um don't do that because that will that could potentially lead to something even bigger than mom burnout. And I'm talking about um, postpartum depression or anxiety. So reach out to someone because it might not feel like people care. It might not feel like they want to help or they, um, they might not have offered. But the reality is I feel like any mom out there, any mom, will help another mom in trouble or will help another mom who needs it even if they barely know you. Any mom or every mom gets it. Every mom gets how hard every stage is. And so I know for me, if anyone reached out to me, I don't care if I barely know you, I'm there for you. I will help you, especially with your kids. I will do whatever it is you need to do because I know how hard it can be. And I feel like most moms know that. We just don't vocalize it. Um, We just don't talk about it, I guess. We we live a more independent life than most cultures, but the truth is we weren't meant to do this alone. And I don't know if you have, um, if your husband, if your spouse, if a partner, if someone can help you, a friend, a, a parent, family member, anyone, just please ask for help. All right, so the fifth reason and the final reason is that moms experience burnout, I believe, is because we stop making God a priority. And when we get overwhelmed and tired in general, or we head into a stressful season, it is so easy to forget about God. And, you know, when our minds, we say, it's okay, God understands, we'll, we'll pray more tomorrow, or we'll sit down and read our Bible tomorrow. And then without even realizing it, one day turns into two days that turns into one week. And before you know it, it's been six months and you haven't even opened up your Bible. So I want to ask you, how long has it been since you've been in God's word, since you've been talking to him, praying to him, relying on him? Um, for me, I know when I 
am a little bit more testy or more or when I am feeling overwhelmed or a little bit more exhausted I know okay it's kind of like a red flag for me like okay I haven't been spending as much time praying or reading my bible as I should and I don't want you guys to ever get this image of me that I'm perfect and that I do it every day I would love to I try to but I don't and I notice when I don't when the days go on and when the days go by I notice when I'm less patient with my kids or I'm more snappy and when I, I guess I notice when I don't and I notice when I do because especially when I wake up in the morning and I try to read it before them um, before they wake up I notice I'm more patient I'm calmer I bite my tongue <laughs> when they're overreacting to whatever kind of toddler tantrum. Um, I'm more loving, and I definitely think that spending time with God helps, and it helps avoid mom burnout. It helps you from feeling overwhelmed or stressed, and sometimes there are seasons that are stressful or you're going to be overwhelmed no matter what, but spending time with God and making God a priority definitely will help make a stormy season at least uh, have a little rainbow in it no my goodness that is so cheesy but you get what I'm saying that it is very 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 important that you have that daily time with God and there's so many ways that you can do it and I'm not saying that you have to spend an hour two hours reading your Bible every day but try to do something try to work on your prayer life or open up the Bible app which is what I love because there are tons of devotionals on it um there are daily devotionals Jesus calling is a quick daily thing um just try to make God a priority in your life and I can guarantee you it'll help you feel so much better and I'm gonna give leave you with another cheesy analogy you know it might still rain but at least you'll have your umbrella and your rain boots so (laughs) um I know it's so cheesy guys but anyway it is so important for you guys to understand and live out these steps to help prevent mom burnout because if we don't fill ourselves up daily we can't fill our children up if we aren't happy if we aren't feeling mentally stable and okay, then we can't really be there for our children either. So it is very important that you try to practice these three steps and help prevent mom burnout. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening. I plan to post podcasts every Tuesday, so tune in next week for another chat with me. And if you guys have the time, please head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. That will help get this message and this ministry out to other women. So again, thank you so much for being here and chatting with me, and we'll talk next time.